Welcome, everyone. I'm Kim Christensen, and this is the Peaceful Productivity Podcast, where I share strategies to help you get the most out of your time and feel better in the process. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Peaceful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Christensen. I'm really happy that you're joining me today. Today, we're going to talk about how to access your inner wisdom. Lately, I've been coaching a lot on success, specifically the successful completion of a goal. What I've noticed about the clients who are ultimately successful and those who take longer or who quit altogether, it comes down to their willingness to take risks and make mistakes. The ones who get stuck are unwilling to make mistakes. They try to gather more information. They make excessive plans, take another course, pursue another certification as a means to prevent themselves from putting themselves out there, prevent themselves from making a mistake. They might stay stuck in confusion and frustration as a protective measure It really is just a way of protecting ourselves to prevent us from taking action and potentially making a mistake. However, we know that even with all of the knowledge, fully equipped with all of the facts, that unless we can take action, we're never going to reach our goal. So knowledge is only half of the equation. The other half is experiential. The problem with relying solely on knowledge to make our decisions is that over time, we start to find ourselves living more and more in our heads and paying less attention to how we really and truly feel about something. We start to ignore our feelings and sensations and our intuition that's coming from our own body, diminishing its value really, and relying more and more on our logic and our cognitive senses and what the external voices are saying. This can lead to what's known as over-analysis paralysis, in which we get stuck in our own head. It can also lead to perfectionist tendencies in which you are less likely to take action from fear of making a mistake, fear of not yet having enough knowledge, fear of risking criticism or being proven wrong. This comes from our upbringing, our school system, because we're trained to wrap our whole identity into our ability to analyze and problem solve and fix and get it right. When we wrap our identity around those things, then being wrong can feel very threatening. So we start to rely solely on our knowledge and it makes it more and more challenging to take action because of that fear of being wrong. It turns into a bit of a vicious cycle because when we aren't willing to take action, we're not willing to try something new or create new experiences, then we are robbing ourselves of the opportunity to create 
and listen to our own inner wisdom. When you mix knowledge with experiential, that's when you have wisdom. We can't just know something. We have to actually embody it. And embodiment comes from experiencing the feelings. It is the felt sense. We all know that we gather information from our five senses, but there's another sense on top of that, and that's our felt sense. That's our inner wisdom speaking to us, that information that's being communicated to us from and through our feelings. It's the whisper of our true, authentic voice. Inner wisdom is not just the things you know, it's also the things you feel. When you cut yourself off from your feelings and rely entirely on your cognitive knowledge of how something should be or or what you should do, you cut yourself off from that intuitive sense, from that willingness to try something new. You cut yourself off from a recognition of your own inner truth. The reason why we might do this is that because listening to that inner voice, that personal truth, it can be very scary. If the inner wisdom is whispering things like, leave your job, write a book, take a painting, move to a different country, we might not want to hear those messages because they bring with them the need for action and massive change. Our survival brains, our nervous systems, we don't like change. Change is perceived as threatening. Change is scary. It's the status quo that feels safe. So we squash that inner voice and we rely on the external voices. We rely on their knowledge and their experiences. But when we do this, it's like trying on an outfit that looks amazing on them, but turns out to be really ill-fitting on you. You might try to make it work. You might go to the training, get the certificate, and even put it into practice. But ultimately, if it doesn't align with that inner voice, if it's not authentic and true for you, then it will always be ill-fitting. My experience is that we have to start taking small action in the direction that our inner voice is pointing us to. The longer we try to ignore it and suppress it, the more disconnected we become, the more unfulfilled that we feel. If that inner voice is whispering a different direction in your life, you don't have to overhaul your whole life. You don't have to quit your job, move to a new country, or start a brand new relationship. You can simply pay attention and take small steps in that direction. The challenge in acting in accordance with our own inner wisdom is that the inner critic drowns out the voice of inner wisdom. The inner critic is a survival mechanism to keep us safe. It's a habit that we developed earlier in our lives as a defense against risking harm. If we hear the whisper of trying something new and we see that as a threat because it involves change, then the voice of the inner critic is quick to jump in and point out all of the ways that it can't work and it won't work. So if you notice the voice of the inner critic as louder than the voice of your inner wisdom, 
there are some things that you can do to adjust the volume. Ashley Stahl, in her TED Talk, How to Figure Out What You Really Want, recommends starting with a joy journal. Side note, this TED Talk by Ashley Stahl is so inspirational. I highly recommend it. In this TED Talk, she describes a joy journal as a 30-day exercise of listening and writing about those moments that innately bring you joy. I love this. I've tried this on my own and I found that if nothing else, it's an excellent reminder that there are more moments of joy that occur spontaneously and organically in our lives than we are remembering. It's also a reminder that joy can come from the tiniest of moments, like a hug from a loved one, and they don't have to be huge sweeping changes in our lives. Another small step is to start noticing what you have control over and what you do not have control over. It's my experience that we tend to spend a lot of our time and attention on things that are outside of our sphere of control and not enough time on those things that are within our sphere of control. Ultimately, we always get to choose our action. That is completely within our control. And yet we like to focus a lot on what other people should or shouldn't be doing, and last time on what we really want to be doing. In my coaching program, I show you how to start taking action or start taking different action in the direction of your goals. We start by giving your inner wisdom a voice. Together with powerful questions, we start to separate out what's the voice of your inner critic and what's the voice of your inner wisdom. It is my honor and my privilege to be your guide on that journey of self-exploration. The rewards are so great. When we start listening and acting from our own inner wisdom, we become less resistant to change, more resilient. We pay less attention to our fears and our doubts and more attention to our inspiration. We start to rely on ourselves for our own decisions. And from that reliance comes a growing, nurturing self-respect and self-trust. We start to really understand what is a true want and what is a passing whim. It also helps us to connect with ourselves and with others on a deeper level. It allows us to be the true version of ourselves and act in a way that is genuine and real for us and most available for true connection. Ultimately, taking action in accordance with your own inner wisdom creates a guide to your most fulfilling and richest life. Thanks, everyone. I hope you have a great week. And if you found this episode helpful, I would love it if you were to share it with your friends and loved ones. Take care. Are you looking for a coach who will help you increase your business profit while protecting your time and your well-being? If so, I'll invite you to check out my website, financialwellnesscoach.ca. 